Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Ram Nintendo Podcast. Today's episode is exploring Xenoblade, where we're going to share our thoughts on the epic new RPG for the Wii, discuss Quetzal's Corridors from the eShop on the 3DS, and of course discuss all the big Nintendo Direct news that came out of uh, the latest Nintendo Direct this past weekend. I'm Jason. And I'm really looking forward to the 3DS menu folders. Yes, that's 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 Jose, and yeah, it's weird that that was almost the most exciting news that came out of That was Nintendo. the most exciting news. I don't know. I mean, they announced a new Mario game. They announced the Kirby Anniversary Collection. And I still say the most exciting yeah, news. Yeah, it kind of is. I mean, yeah, that's all great and all, but I mean, for well, fe- I, I guess I'm more surprised that for a feature that should have been included from the beginning. From the well, all... all um, s- Con- all, everything's had that problem. The, the iPhone didn't have folders at first. The uh, Android phones didn't have folders at first. 3DS didn't have folders at first. So, I didn't have an iPhone at first. Well, I, neither did I, but I know it was an issue. I still don't. Yeah. Anyway, that's beside the point. But no, uh, yeah, they announced it. The, one of the things they announced, which is actually kind of a minor thing they announced in the grand scheme of things, but it's major in our personal opinions, is yeah, uh, the folders you- in the new 3DS firmware update that launches April 25th around the world, which is what, a week from now? Yeah, it's next Wednesday. If I'm not oh, wow, mistaken. that's something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. really soon. And for people like me that have, like, over 40 apps on their home screen, it's definitely needed. Yeah, I have... Well, I keep all the videos that Nintendo lets you download. Like, all those preview videos from E3 and all the, like, the app... The videos with the app that, like, and notifies you when the game. I keep it at, like, at a two... At, right, like, the most... I do a rows of two on the menu. So, to get to any demos or anything, it has to be way in the back. So it takes forever. But now you can have multiple folders, each with 60 items per f- folder. I think that was clear. And um, you can name the folders, and the first layer of the name will be the icon of the folder. So if you have demos, you can put them in a folder labeled D or whatever, or videos mm. in a folder labeled V. But yeah, that's actually, even in the firmware update, that's kind of a, it seems like a major thing to us, but it's kind of minor, because the other thing they're doing is they're allowing game patching now. Which means, what you do is you would go to the eShop, and you would get, you would download a patch from the shop, it would be installed on your 3DS when it downloads, and it'll fix issues such as this is the one I'm pre- I'm happy about uh, Mario Kart 7's cheat on the Makuuhu track. Makuuhu. Yeah, Makuuhu, where you can if you jump off. It's a certain basically, part, right before you enter the cave, you veer all the way towards the the little lake, and right. if you land on the lake instead of the crevice, you skip like. You skip like half the track. You skip more than half the track. It's, yeah, you it's get you get broken. you get like re- lack two restarts you at the yeah, top I mean, of the mountain like, instead of the bottom. I've, I've, it is, it's pretty annoying that you've had to. You kind of have to master that shortcut if you ever want to stand a chance of winning in that stage when you play online, because everyone does it. And if yeah. they don't, if one person does it, it's that's it. Yeah. Because after that, after they pass the finish line, you only get thirty seconds to finish, and then that's it. Right. So they're fixing that with a patch. They're gonna fix some Japanese games that are having issues, and going forward, but things will be patchable. Correct so me cool. if I'm wrong, but didn't they always have like a way to patch it? I remember. Not for um, the 3DS. Reggie's saying that the framework has always been there for other companies to patch their games or add stuff. I guess, but now they're making it an official easy thing, I guess. I don't know. I would trust the latest thing straight out of Nintendo, Nintendo's Japanese home base versus what Reggie says. Oh, from and the, they're saying it's from the bomb shelter? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he, seriously, that Nintendo Direct video, it looked like I, uh, Nintendo's president, Iwata, was, it looked like he was in a bomb shelter. He said it was in a soundproof room. A really fancy room. bomb shelter. It was basically a room. Or a restaurant. If I remember correctly, it was something like a room where they test the wireless functionality, so it was like a super concrete, walled, thick, walled room, so you could test the Wi-Fi without interference. But the thing looked like, it like could totally have been a bomb shelter. Anyway. That firmware update was probably the smallest amount of news to really come out because the uh, Nintendo Direct this uh, past Friday night here in the States because they also announced 
two new games and a release date for a third. I guess we'll work our way from the release date to the new games. The first is Animal Crossing for the 3DS, reconfirmed for 2012. It'll be out this fall, and that's about all we know. They say it's a, it was from a Japanese event, so yes, but I would be shocked if it didn't come oh. to America this year. It's gonna be their holiday title. Oh I yeah. Think. I mean, have um, previous Animal Crossing games been released like within like the same week? Here? Yeah, I think Wild World yeah, for, for the DS, Wild World for DS, and City Folk for the Wii. I think both of those were within a month or so of each other, maybe uh. at most. But yeah, um, the new one in Japan will be called Leap Out or Jump Out Animal Crossing, and apparently it's in reference to both the fact that uh, you'll be. This, it'll be leaping out of the screen with its cool 3D graphics and um, the wireless functionality. They're going to try and step it up with Street Pass and Spot Pass. So it'll be more like you're leaping out of your small little town and exploring the whole world from Animal Crossing. At least that's the marketing gimmick this time around. Well, either way, I can't wait for that one. Yeah, I'm, I love Animal Crossing. I've been obsessed. I mean, I was like the GameCube and the DS. The Wii one, not so much. Probably yeah, I, I, think, I think we've had our... like We needed a break at that point. Yeah, but the GameCube and the, and the DS one, I played like every day for like months on end. It, yeah. was, it was a serious addiction. Content that lasted a year. Yeah. The, um, the other... Working our way up to the big news from the uh, Nintendo Direct, they also announced that it's Kirby's 20th anniversary, as you may or may not know. And they're going to release, much like they did with Mario, back for his 25th, they're going to release a Wii disc with a compilation of some of the best Kirby games. So expect a, a really pink... It's going to be very pink. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, though, because I stupidly didn't buy a lot of the Kirby games. I have, like... I have the GameCube one. I Not the GameCube. I have the N64 one, uh, Crystal Shards. I have... Would it have a 64 one? I don't know, but I'm just saying, my point being, I have the 64 onward, but I don't have any of the handheld ones, with the exception of, like, Amazing... Because a lot of... The Kirby games were like remakes of themselves. Like Kirby's yeah. Nightmare in Dreamland is Kirby's Adventure. That's true. Kirby Superstars, Kirby Superstar Ultra, Mega. Edition. Right. Okay. Let me rephrase. I have like three Kirby games, oh, <laughs> so right. I'm looking forward to the, yeah. including the original Dreamland on Game Boy. Like I have the cartridge, not Virtual Console, the actual cartridge. Oh. But um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully they put some good games. They didn't announce the release date or anything, but whatever it is, whenever Hopefully it, it comes is. with something cool, because the other one came with a soundtrack, Mar- right? Mario came with a soundtrack, it came with a collector collectible box, and came with an itty bitty art book, which was basically an instruction manual with art in it. Yeah, I could see this one coming. I with could it. see them doing that too. And I mean, Iwata uh, did used to work at HAL and develop the Kirby games. So this is almost like a pet project for him, I bet. And since he's now head of Nintendo, he can make sure the oh. cool stuff gets added. And the biggest news just going. That- it yeah. Came to, it became more clear that Metroid is. Oh yeah! Before we before we get to the real big news, the second big news is Nintendo doesn't care about Metroid, because Metroid yeah. had a 25th anniversary that came and went without any attention. Yet Kirby, who is consider who is definitely a lower tier character than Samus in the Metroid universe, is getting more attention. Yeah, I mean, I bet part of it had to do just because Zelda's 25th anniversary was the same year. Yeah, I'm sure that was part but, of it. But um, but they could have at least acknowledged it with like. I don't even think they, did they tweet it? I don't even think they tweeted it. No, no, they, they did tweet it. They, they tweeted it, but that, you were right. They didn't, like, have a special website or any sort of, like, they didn't do yeah, anything, It's kind of a really. shame. I don't know. I mean, if I they were Nintendo, I guess page. I would be trying to take a break from the character so people would forget other a bit. Other M, which backfired and then, and then just, like, come back. I mean, maybe they'll do one next year, like, 26th anniversary, even though it's not really... They're not going to call it 26th anniversary. <laughs> they'll just call it anniversary. They'll know. probably wait for 30. Yeah, they, they just want it to be, I guess, yeah. part of space out. Yeah. But until... Samus gets her due. They'll keep pumping out Mario games, it seems. Not that there's a problem with that. But the biggest news out in town direct, in my mind, is New Super Mario Bros. 2 for the 3DS. A sequel, obviously, to New Super Mario Bros. on the DS. If and it was immediately Wii. obvious. Yeah, if, you, if screenshots make it super more obvious than even the giant 2. 
because the game is definitely running the exact same engine as the DS and Wii ones. It looks identical. Well, more to the Wii one. The DS one looks kind of crappy. That's true. It's like super zoomed in also. You're right. It's it's the Wii one. But yeah, um, cool thing though is Nishin Marbos 2, they're bringing back the Tanuki suit in its original form where you power it up to fly, like the little P meters at the bottom of the screenshot. And they're bringing back those bolt blocks from Mario 3. Those are the ones you could slip behind and, exp- and find, like, back world well, secrets. Well, they didn't and... say... I mean, they're there, but... They I don't know if you could slip behind them, but they're there. Yeah. And Which, if they're there, they're sure. probably... Could slip and, well, you can only slip behind the white one. Right, but... On the I'm, third level. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, like, they're there. They're bringing them back. And, I mean, that's a really famous yeah. uh, shortcut, cheat, sneaky thing. So I'm sure they'll include a reference to it in some way. But, uh, yeah, the cool part comes out in August. I think that's the fastest turnaround in America, in August, and Japan. I think that's the fastest turnaround time from announcement to launch of any Mario game ever. Yeah, who knows how long they've been working on it, though? I, for a while. I mean, they announced... I mean, I, I, they said probably back, not that long We though, talked cause... about the investor meeting back in, like, January or February on one of our earlier episodes, and we said that Iwata said that they announced a new... They're making a new 2D Mario for the end yeah, of this but year. I mean, I but bet... now it's coming out in August. Mm. So it must be. It's probably in the works since last year. I mean, year. Like, compu- consider, consider, considering how like cut and paste the visuals look, I bet it's like so easy for them just to make yeah. the margin really fast. Just to get good level designers, right? And, and and don't get me wrong. I know I was like, oh, it looks like they're just reusing the engine. Honestly, the, the level design, the bump in level design from the DS one to the Wii one was huge. And I imagine like it was a noticeable step up in but terms it might of be clever the levels. Same. I'm thinking it'll be Maybe, it'll at least be the Wii one in terms of quality. I could see like desert levels having um. Like the, the sandstorm, yeah, but I mean, more, and the snow levels having a snowstorm, and right, but the I mean, jungle having a leaf. Storm. Even if the graphics look the same, I guess my point is they are good. The gameplay will be good. It's not going to be a bad game by any means. I'm, no, like, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I love the all the Mario side spoilers. Um, Why you're not looking? Is it kind of like a thing where it's like you know you'll buy it, you know yeah, it'll be good, it's but just, it's same old, same old in terms of yeah, like gonna buy a day the first day, but no hype whatsoever. Right? No, I'm I'm a little hyped because Mario Mario side scores are my favorite. Oh. games period yeah so. I, I think i kind of divorced from them a little with the galaxies and the 64 right oh i love galaxy as well don't get me wrong but i just really really like oh, yeah. oh, i guess yeah i just turned into my new preference for mario platformer right, right. but um what was i gonna say how do it then again you are a star fox 64 lover so yeah shut up uh, <laughs> the the interesting thing is it comes out in august not the holidays which means they have some sort of other bigger or equally big game plan for the holidays. Besides Animal Crossing. I don't think they're going to carry the whole holiday. What are we doing that plan for September? I don't know. I mean, we'll know at E3. It's only six weeks away. Which is also surprising that they announced Mario now. When E3 is in a month and a half. Does that mean they really have that? I know they have the Wii U to show. But are they really going to have that much stuff for the 3DS too? That they're like, let's get Mario out of the way well, now. What do we have so far? We have Mario Tennis in May. We have Mario Tennis what in May we... and that's it. Hmm. Mario well, Tennis in May. New I guess Mario they Bros. have Pokemon 2. in June. Then they have that other Pokemon right. in July. What? No, there's Pokemon in America. There's Pokemon Conquest in no, June. I'll think Pokemon... they. Who's they? Japan? Japan. Oh, yeah, they do. They have one Pokemon. Black and white, too. Yeah, in June. But we don't have that. We have nothing. Pokemon. Oh, yeah, Conquest is in June. But, yeah, we have Conquest. But I guess that's... The... Black and white, too, comes into America in the fall, I think. Hmm. So we have a bit of a wait for that. But there, we want more on Black and white, too. Finally, gameplay details. We'll get to those in a few minutes. But first, there's some interesting switching gears from Nintendo Direct. Uh, but kind of on topic with E3, Miyamoto, Nintendo's own Mario Mastermind, has been saying has been doing all these interviews lately, and he's been saying some interesting stuff. Most notably, he confirmed that. Uh, well, he didn't confirm. Well, here's the backstory. Miyamoto did an interview with a Spanish newspaper called like El Mundo or something like that, and 
he was talking about Mario and he was talking about Pikmin and then the newspaper made some offhand like not quoted comments saying like both will be at E3 and then Nintendo who usually just stays quiet about this sort of thing actually put out a statement saying yes Pikmin will be at E3 Mario a new Mario game will be at E3 and both will be on the Wii U so we have two confirmed Wii U titles and I wouldn't be surprised if both of them were launch titles that's pretty cool actually yeah and not only that, but... I mean, we've been asking for Pikmin, or hoping for Pikmin, for at every years. E3 since the... And he's promised Wii it. Music. Miyamoto has personally been promising it for, like, yeah. three years. I mean, it was announced the same year that Wii Music was at E3? Was that 2006 think, or seven? I remember him saying that there is a Pikmin 3 in the world. I think it was 7? 2007. When was Wii Music? 7? The year eight? of E3 I don't went I think it was downhill, seven. and then there was that E for All thing. I don't remember if it was 7 or 8. I think it was 7. seven. You might be right. 7 sounds right. No, it was 8. It was 8. That means there was no E3 in 2009. It was 8, but... No, there's no E3 in 08 or 09. That's right, because the following year, there was no E3 after Oh. That, because of e for all No, that's not... Well, there's a whole... Because of Wii Music and the, the whole conference is bombing or something. No, the conference... What happened with the conference is it got too big for its britches, they thought, and they thought that the booths were getting too extravagant and stuff, so they scaled it back to a little, like, business... said business meetings in hotels in Santa Monica for two years. And then e for all was a public event that tried to fill the void of the lack of big booths and stuff. Both were put on by the same company. Both of them did, eh. So they decided, screw it, we're putting them back together, and then we got E3 as we know it again. Mm. That's basically what happened. But yeah, I don't remember what year the Pikmin thing was, but it's been years. He's been promising it for years. And originally it was going to be on the Wii, now it's going to be on the Wii U. And Nintendo yeah, also... For the best, HD. Yeah, yeah definitely. I feel like that'd be a great fit for Pikmin. Yeah, the HD, I mean, like HD photorealistic backgrounds, not so Right, or they could go characters. like the Pikmin 2 art and have it be all like claymation looking. That'd be pretty I'd interesting. Be, I'd be interested in seeing that. Just to see how it turns out. Not necessarily for a whole game, but... Yeah. But, um... One other thing about the Mario game they announced, uh... They also... Or, sorry, the Wii U Mario game that will be shown, it's gonna be based on Super Mario Bros. Me, which, as you may recall from the last E3, that was the Wii U demo where four players could all... It's Super Mario Bros. Wii, but with Miis. But with Miis. Only I, similarity. I only... It's a little weird. If they're releasing Super Mario Bros. Me as a Wii U launch title, hypothetically, and then Super Mario Brothers, new Super Mario Bros. 2 comes out for the 3DS three months earlier, we're going to get two sides growing Mario's in a four-month window. That's crazy. Man, so man. either one's not coming out, either me is not what it seems anymore, and the Wii U one is not coming out till next year, or there's going to be some sort of crazy connectivity between the two, or I don't know, but it's, it's really bizarre if they release both so close together. That yeah. would be milking it. Usually I don't think Nintendo looks Mario, I mean, but that would be milking it. I mean, even if we do get, like, a bunch of Mario games, they're never the same genre. Right, they're never, like, one's 3D and one's 2D. Like, they're never the exact same. Yeah, or one's, like, a sports game, or one's Right, this, right, 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 that. right. Yeah. Well, that, is, that would be... That, I don't think they're going to do that, which makes me wonder, what are they showing at E3, and how is it radically different from the 3DS one that they literally just announced? Or maybe they'll just try to do online play. Um... That would be different. That would be something different. That's my point. Like, what's going to be the hook? If they go the 2D route for both of them, there needs to be some sort of hook besides... Yeah, look, the way... hand, especially because the handheld one's going to be in 3D, and the Wii U one is going to be... You could play it on the tablet. So if those are the only differentiators, that's kind of And they look almost lame. identical with the, Yeah. Well, yeah, they basically Yeah, are. and the diff differentiators of... It's 3D versus it's in your hand when you want it to be and on your TV when you prefer it that way. Like, those are not big enough to sell two separate games, you know? Yeah. But I guess only time will tell. Um, Miyamoto, speaking of... Also did another interview with uh, Edge Magazine in the UK, and he said two things that I thought were interesting. One I is they were interesting too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I'm just I fine. Go ahead. I was just I was just introducing the topic, but 
Oh, well, you made it sound so... No, 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 I that just... we thought were interesting. I didn't want to speak for you. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, well... You could, you're could. you the one who actually told me about the Angry Birds thing in the first place. Oh, well, so anyway, so the... during the interview, Miyamoto praised Angry Birds. Not, yeah. that, not that we weren't really expecting them not to, but... I mean, it seems, it's, it's... honestly, that could be a Nintendo game. Like, it's the same... It's cut from the same cloth. Yeah, I mean... Same sort of, like, charm, simple gameplay, easy to pick up, good controls. Yeah, it's, it's a shame um, Rovio doesn't do the other way around. I mean, not to like, Nintendo specifically, but they were... Talking, maybe the other way around. Um, that they don't praise other games. They oh talk yeah, Rovio, Rovio. Well, they used to. They've been better lately. They've been Angry Birds Space has tribute levels to video games. There's a Space Invaders level. There's a Mario level. Doesn't mean they're praising them. It they, means they're acknowledging their their role in video game industry as money makers because of nostalgia. But they're secret levels, so it's not like you're buying it for the bonus for those bonus levels. You're just kind of find them. Uh-huh. But anyway, uh, you're saying yeah, well, you yeah, praised it. Which I thought was interesting because N- Nintendo has, for the past year or two, had this whole mantra, like when Iwata spoke at Game Developers Conference uh, last year, they had this whole motto of handle game or mobile games aren't like real games. They're games you can play for five minutes here and there. You know, they're nice to have on your phone. But if you want like a solid, meaty experience that co- and that isn't like devalued by only being a dollar, you need a 3DS. You need a plug your game into a system or download it onto this special gaming device and play it that way. It has buttons. It has it has a higher price point because it guarantees you're getting a rich experience. Da, 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 da. And then Miyamoto comes out and goes, eh, no, Angry Birds is good. Oh. It's just like, it seems like kind of he's speaking against Nintendo's yeah, mantra. Because I mean, I... Reggie's talked about how mobile gaming isn't that great because the prices are so low so you're not getting a guarantee of a lot of content. Iwata's gone on about it. And then Miyamoto comes out he's like, well, Angry Birds is awesome. It just seems kind of... At least someone's acknowledging it that yeah, they I mean, could have good games. Yeah, I games, mean... Games, like... Right. I mean, Mimo also said in the interview that, you know, not every mobile game is good, and he doesn't look that often at them, but when he does, you know, Angry Birds is more the exception than the yeah. rule. But still, the fact that he's praising it after Nintendo's been bashing mobile gaming for two years is interesting, in my mind. Does Nintendo usually say um, that they don't... Yeah, that they don't look at what the other competition is doing, right? Yeah, they, they, cons- they consider themselves walking... What's the expression? Like, walking by the at the beat of their own drum or whatever. They they do their own they go their own way, yeah. They blaze their own trail, sort of thing. They don't really care like what the graphics race is right now or anything. They'll do what works best for them. Yeah. Well, and the more interesting of his two comments was well. Oh, and the oh yeah, Miyamoto. Right. Yeah. He actually mentioned F Zero, a game that a lot yes. of people have been like clamoring I for. I love F Zero. F Zero GX is amazing. It on is. GameCube. Too bad at Miyamoto F- doesn't think so. I know. And F Zero GP for the Game Boy Advance, which was like an anime infused version of F Zero. I thought it was really good. It was the same about it wasn't as good as Velocity. G- right. It wasn't... Yeah, exactly. They weren't... No, I can't say the same. Oh, you can't? I thought you said you... Could. Yeah, that game was kind of not... It was hard to play. Yeah, I, I see. I didn't... In the actually, sense of, like, I that didn't. it's hard to get myself to play because the controllers... It feels like... The controls are weird. It feels like I'm moving... I'm controlling the stage itself instead of the car. That's how the original was on Super Nintendo. I played the Super Nintendo version once. Like, you know how hotels have Super Nintendo? Yeah. I played one Actually, no. Hotel. Yeah, some hotels have, like... I saw 64s. They, some of them have Super Nintendos. I don't know, or, why well, is that any different? Yeah. Let me rephrase. <laughs> when I was a kid, they had Super Nintendos. And I remember playing F-Zero, and I was super confused because the level spun around the car. And I was like, what? How does this? I don't understand. Like, I didn't get it. Yeah, I mean, my first one was GX. and Right, but um, playing GP Legend has more of a GX feel than a maximum velocity feel. Oh. It's definitely a 2D F-Zero. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, but it's a Game I, Boy Advance game. Yeah, and, I mean, part of it might have been I was playing it on Game Boy Micro, which has a very comfortable D-pad, so that might have helped give it mm, easier nice steering. Green. And it's super crisp screen. I love my Game Boy Micro. But, <laughs> it's a good thing you use it so much. Huh? Hey, I did when I got it. I didn't even plan to get it. Nintendo sent it to me out of the blue 
no rhyme or reason for free. So there, yeah, being 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 a sage slash moderator back on the Nintendo forums back in the day has perks, but um, such as free Game Boys. But yeah, his quote we never got to that. His quote was um, that he thinks because you know we haven't seen enough zero since the GameCube days. No, we've we've kept thinking like oh. The 3DS is coming out. Of course it's going to be on it. Right. The 3D makes sense. Or the Wii's coming out. They can do a motion one. It yeah. makes sense. No announcements, though. Right. But, and yeah, and then Miyamoto comes out and says, I think it's worth reviving F-Zero if there's a new thing or a real big surprise, those are quotes, that can help, like, uh, you know, help make this F-Zero unique in some way. Basically, he wants new hardware or new technology that can, no pun intended here, drive the series in a new direction. Which makes me wonder why there wasn't one on the Wii, because that had motion control, but it's probably not precise enough. Yeah, and for all we know, like, maybe they did, maybe consider graphics into consideration. I mean, like, yeah. F-Zero looked, GX looked really good. Yeah. And it definitely looks like a game that would benefit greatly from HD. HD. I mean, just look at the Wipeout series. Right, and I mean, he made a comment about that Wii U is a very, well, he didn't say it's a real possibility, but he said they're considering the Wii U for F-Zero, also, so still, that will have the HD. So they're still considering it, it's not even like a... Well, okay, he didn't, he didn't even say the word consider. He basically, no, no, yeah. in the interview, he threw around the Wii U's name when talking about it. So, they could be further along. He could be co- being coy. But I, I hope whatever, if they do decide to do F-Zero, they do it quickly and make it awesome. Because I haven't played F-Zero in years. I know, that game online would be awesome. Oh, There's man. so many characters to pick so up, too. Yeah, they have like 35 in GX or something like that. Not including the character. No, it was like 50-something. Oh, yeah. And then there's one you can unlock if you, like, synced it up with the arcade machine. Yeah, but you, but you can actually unlock those on your own. You just have to, right, you just have right. to do ridiculously good. Well, if you want to not and I murder yourself. Too. Oh, you did? Yep. Very we nice. The story, the campaign in hard mode. Dude, the campaign was crazy in normal mode. That level, I know, that, the that, level with the boulders falling, where you have to, like, race down that that's straight... That's the second level. No, it's not. Is it? Yes, it is. That one was hard. I beat it. But it took me a while. No, no, yeah. That, Wait, that... was that really the second level? No, yep. it wasn't. Yeah, it is. Where you're against the... Samurai Goro. Yeah. It's the second level? Yep. Oh, and I just look like I don't... There's only ten levels. And they're, like, hard as hell. <sighs> yeah, that boulder that one. That campaign is... That boulder one took me, like, weeks. It's constantly on the... It's consistently on every, like, top ten hardest games yeah. list everywhere. Yeah, it's a fun game, though. I love Which it. makes me more proud that I actually beat it on hard. Yes, good for you. Brother. Yeah, it was good for you. So proud. I wish I could beat it on normal. <laughs> anyway, uh, one other thing that's been big in the Nintendo world these last few weeks, besides Miyamoto yapping about literally everything, is Pokemon Black and White 2 are finally getting detailed. They're coming out in June in Japan, as we mentioned before. So. Oh, Pokemon Black and White 2. So yeah, they're, uh, here's the thing. It is, as the name implies, an actual true sequel. It's going to take place two years after Black and White 1. Which you're is gonna awesome, be in this, yeah. but kind of sucks. Because I wasn't planning on getting... Oh, yeah, you're thinking of getting the third version, which is just like, just yeah, like a minor Yeah, because I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll take a long break from Pokemon, but oh, it's a sequel, now I have to get the first one. Right. Which I did, and actually opened, and now I'm just waiting on this guy to open it so we can play. Yeah, we're gonna... I'm finally... You've been giving me crap about this for nine months. Uh, black I'm version. I have still in shrink wrap, I know. But now that you have white version, I'm basically being forced at gunpoint, not really, to open <laughs> to open my black version. I'm not gonna play that. Yeah, I will. I will. But anyway. I promise I will play Black in the next few weeks. Uh, but yeah, so the sequel, it's got to take place in the same region. It's got the same three starter Pokemon of Snivy, Tepig, and Oshawott. And... Apparently... The, and, yeah? Oh, I was going to mention like, the next point. But Go for it. No, like, I don't know, it's just weird. Like, they showed a comparison map of like how the overworld looks in the first game and the second game. It's pretty much the same map, except... Like a giant glacier just like took over... I, I like how in two game. years' time, a glacier can swoop in and freeze half the region. 
I mean, I guess the game's a commentary on global warming. I don't know, it's weird though. It's like the past two games were obsessed with snow. Like, um, Diamond, Diamond and Pearl, the first game, it had a snowy region, but that uh-huh. was just like a little region. But yeah. Platinum version, which I also got and didn't get that far because of the... Whatever. Um, <laughs> the Because of the whatever. The, the Pokemon game fatigue. There we go. Game yeah, fatigue. there you go. Um, almost everything was covered in snow. So, really? I don't know, maybe all these games kind of take place in the same time. And Probably. Kind of next to each other. I wonder if they have some big, like, master timeline, and then, like, in ten years, or reveal like, kind of like they did with Zelda. Because what I'm thinking is, like, I mean, I know I'm already getting a little off topic, but, like, at Love the beginning it. of every Pokemon game, there's always a professor asking a kid to document all the Pokemon for them. Like, they've never done it before. Yeah. So, I mean, if they've never done it before, and they all take place chronologically, that wouldn't make sense. It's right. Like, so I'm thinking, like, this is, like, the first time they've ever had all this, and they're all doing it at the same time. Possibly. But, I don't know. That's interesting. It'll be interesting to see in, like, ten years where the series Wait, is. Wait, does that mean at the beginning of this game they'll make you do it again? No. No, because it's a sequel. Hmm. That's I don't weird, know Because Golden Silver was also a sequel to Red and, Red Blue, and Blue, and that right. one did have you documenting them, even though it happened after. That's, I don't know. Pokemon's... The timeline doesn't make sense. That's... It's like Zelda. Like, remember yeah. when the Zelda timeline came out and it was, like, story. three different story arcs? Three different timelines within the timeline? Oh, yeah. Like... It gets no, confusing. it's weird because like the Pokemon, like they have a story, and it's never, I guess, deep enough for it to be considered like right. To I don't know, a game you have to review the story. Yeah, but it's black and there. white. But black and white is the first one that actually gave a hard attempt at one. I mean, it's, right. it's, it's about, like, it's expand- about PETA. Yeah, basically, and two is expanding on it. So, and in fact, two uh, to help expand on that because you can't just tread through the same world twice. They're gonna have new cities and. They're going to be changing the region up in other ways besides. Uh, sense. I mean, city expand within the city. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, and they're also, this one I like, Black and White, they did something different. They kind of considered it a reset for the franchise, so they only had brand new Pokemon. You couldn't Which get... is pretty smart. Yeah, it is. But I mean, for... I'll tell, I mean, I'm pretty sure I speak for everyone when I say that. It was kind of annoying seeing Zubats in Diamond and Yes, Diamond it was annoying Pearl. having Zubats in every cave of oh, every Oh, Geodudes. I know, it was like, it was Every ridiculous. single game. It was ridiculous. But yeah, so it was nice to, but all they did was swap was... them out. All they did was swap them out with uh, lookalikes. Like, it wasn't that different. Yeah, but it, it kind of helped a little, it a did. little bit. But unfortunately for you, Zubat might be back, because uh, Black and White 2, they're, they're going to bring in some older Pokemon. It seems to be a random assortment. There's Eevees, there's Psyducks, there's, there's Bay Leaves, I think, I saw. Bay Leaves? I might be wrong, because that's a starter. That's a starter. I saw Riolu. I don't remember who else I saw. Yeah, that was a star. Probably not there. Unless there was a trainer's bay leaf. There was Pelicans It could have been a trip. Yeah, there was. Yeah. But yeah, so it's like a or weird... Or Metagross. Right. But anyway, point being, it's a weird mix of all the other games in terms of the Pokemon population. Do you think that shoots down the possibility that there was like a separate region after you beat the game for like Ruby and Sapphire? I don't know. I feel like there could still be, and in that region, there could be a whole nother slew. They have like 800 Pokemon to work with. 600. 600. And they could do something. They could do 300 in one region, 300 in another, and put all 600 in the game. Like, it's not No, no, but, not like, possible. but I mean, like, just the fact that they started, oh, we're sprinkling in these Pokemon from all these generations. Well, it could be something like, it's two years later, Pokemon travel. They, you know, like, it's like exotic species coming into a new region. You know, oh, like, if a kangaroo came to America or something, <laughs> <laughs> that might be a luxury. Yeah. But, you know. Invasive species, yeah. So it could be something like that. And then they could still do a second region on top of that. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Something. It'll be interesting to see how this story plays out. I, know, it's like... I need to play Black 1, and you need to play White 1, so then we can pick up Black and White 2 and actually know what's going on. So it's yeah. a direct sequel. It's funny, though. I've never expected to be getting more DS games. I thought Mass Attack yeah. was going to be my last one. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Besides with... all the latent and honey. Yeah, and then Black and White 2's yeah. DS. But here's the thing, and this actually was in Nintendo Direct today. 
Black and White Two's gonna have 3DS perks. If you ever, if you play it on 3DS, you get bonus stuff. It, primarily, it, it's gonna interact with not the, within the game, but like... well, sort of. It's gonna interact with two apps for the 3DS. They can download from the eShop. One of them is called Pokemon AR Searcher, and as its name implies, it's an augmented reality Pokemon finding app. It's like Face Raiders, sorta, but with Pokemon. Like, what you'll do is you go around using your 3DS's camera, you'll find Pokemon in your house or whatever, and you'll catch them. The and then here's where it ties into the game. Once you catch them, you can import those caught Pokemon from your AR searcher into Black and White 2 and add them to your team. really cool, actually. Or something like that. So that Oops, that's kind of cool. Just like, it might make things unbalanced, though. Because, like, you know, if someone's playing on the DS and they have to catch all like, Pokemon, I'm to bet. and then you go find, like, the super rare Pokemon in your AR searcher. Yeah, but I'm... I'm Almost hundred percent sure that you're not going to be able to use that, use that feature until after you beat the game. Probably just like um, Diamond and Pearl, you couldn't transfer your, your Game Boy Advance Pokemon until after you beat the game. Oh, that's true. Yeah, probably. But yeah, the uh, AR search—that's actually a good point. And the thing is, you also have to pay a premium just to be able to do that because the AR searcher is three bucks roughly. It's going to be three hundred yen in J- no, that's four bucks. It's going to be three hundred yen in Japan, which is roughly four dollars here in the states. Hmm. So well, you're play, you're paying for the perk of being able to do that. Yeah, Plus you get a little think po- about like a live action Pokemon. Snap it's also like yeah, it's like Pokemon Snap, but not as meticulous. But I hope I don't know. They better make Pokemon Snap. We've only seen like one screenshot from it, and it looked like you're looking at the Pokemon silhouette. It might have just been emerging right there. Or yeah, that's. I wish so. we saw the footage. I'm sure it's out there now. But when we were checking, I yeah, I couldn't find it. Um, speaking of Pokemon Snap. They better make a sequel for the Wii U. Imagine using the tablet controller to like look around the world and take oh, pictures. Snap. Oh snap! Indeed, but no, they, God, that was so sad. Uh, no, they better make. They better. I shudder at the thought. Stop, please. <laughs> Here's something that make you shudder. My transitions are on fire today. Here's something that make you sh- uh, shudder. They're updating the Pokedex. That sounds cool, right? The Pokedex 3D app for the 3DS. Go on. But they're adding old Pokemon. They're adding new features. Oh but yeah. They're got, but it's gonna be roughly twenty dollars when it comes out. Downloadable for twenty dollars. Fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred yen. So what you're just saying is we basically got a trial version of the Pokedex. Essentially, how it's gonna work from my from what I read is uh, the current Pokedex 3D app will continue to be free and it'll continue to get spot pass updates for the Pokemon that are already in the system up through the end of the year. However, it'll be taken off the eShop on June seventeenth and replaced. With this new Pokedex Pro, which will let you manage your Pokemon within black and white, too. So there's the other way you can 3DS owners get an uh, advantage playing it uh, black and white, too, on their systems. So you can manage all your Pokemon, and then you still get all the Pokedex stuff, plus access to other Pokemon. It's really cool. It's like having the, it's po- like the Pokemon box. Yeah, except just way more convenient. <laughs> right, right. And you don't, yeah, you don't have to put it on your, put it in GameCube, plug in your Game Boy Advance. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot simpler. But it's $20, which seems absurd to me. Mm. Like, yeah. really? Five bucks, maybe, but 20 Yeah. I mean, then again, they get a Pokemon box for $30. Well, I mean, we so, still don't so. know. I mean, it that's just a... That's all we know. I know there but, could be some other stuff. I yeah. know, but I mean, like, also, I mean, it it's probably not going to cost that much. I mean... No, it is. The the our MSRP for... Or the eShop price in Japan is 1,500 yen. No, I know, but that doesn't 20. necessarily mean that. I mean, when the 3DS was announced, it would have roughly translated to $300, but it came out to be 250 that's true, so maybe it'll be 15 here. I mean, that have, seems to be the cap that Nintendo's given. I know, that's, they have to adjust it. Either to way, I think it should be like 5 bucks. Unless it has some crazy functionality I mean, that rate, talk about. I mean, that's the exchange rate, but that's right. not necessarily Right, right, charge. but it should be 5. Even No matter what they exchange it to, it's going to be higher than 5. 
Unless yeah. there's some like gameplay involved, I don't know why I need a fifteen dollar, twenty dollar management tool. I'll get it if it's not over ten. See, my point exactly. You would, you are someone that would actually use it and appreciate it, but you don't want to spend more than ten for it because it's, yeah. it's a, it's a management is kind tool. of pushing it's not, it. Right. It's not. An, it's not like a game. It's twenty. Used. Like I better be using it a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they haven't announced yeah, any... Yeah, well, once we know more about it... They haven't I mean, announced any U.S. information for either the AR searcher or Pokedex. Program. Yeah, I mean, for all for all they know... For all we know. We're not supposed to know about it, so... No, we know. They know we know. Oh, yeah. They know we know that it that they make it and we want it. Yeah, but... Finally, well, yeah, but they're yeah. not expecting us to know more than we should. Now we do know about that. <laughs> We're talking... Cause we, yeah, because they haven't announced it to us yet. <laughs> that, yeah, but they know it's the internet. They know this news travels. They'll announce the details for the U.S. specifically, but they know we know that it's twenty dollars in Japan, roughly. Uh, so it's hard to see the reactions from that. I wouldn't be surprised if they're yeah, but most people probably aren't talking about it because there's much cooler news that came out on Nintendo Direct and even about Black and White like too. Folders. We, we just talked about like folders. We uh, we we should have called this episode folders. It shouldn't have been exploring Xenoblade. It should have been folders, and I should have made banners for the podcast on like you know on the homepage and on our episode page. At rimtel.com, if any of you want to go check it out. I should have made banners that uh, had folders on them, but oh well. That would have been better, because folders are awesome. Folders, it's like, it's game changer right there. He's got to take out the iPhone. He has folders now. Forget iPhone gaming. It's all about 3DS and it's folders. I know, especially the Never mind that the iPhone has folders. Right, <laughs> Those take, can only hold 20 I'll, I'll, I'll take out the self-destructing Vita. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. Not like it needs to be taken out, <laughs> as you point out. Well, it's doing bad, I keep hearing. Like It's doing okay. It's not doing. It's not pulling a super impressive numbers, but it's doing wow. all right. Let's see. Yeah, like it on NPD, it didn't. I don't believe it performed much stronger than the 3DS. I could mm-hmm. be wrong. I just haven't heard much buzz about it. Yeah, I almost forget. There it. isn't a. I almost keep forgetting it's there already. There really out. isn't. That's the thing. There isn't a ton of buzz, which is weird because I mean it is really good hardware. Yeah, but it's, it's like it's suffering from Go syndrome. Go. PSP Go. Oh, PSP Go. But not quite to that extent. Right. Oh, yeah, the Go. Kinda, the that, Go. That, was like death on, that was dead on release. Yeah, it was dead on arrival, definitely. Yeah. Um, there's no trend. Oh, God, I'm quoting Conan O'Brien here. There's no transition here. Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> he always does that in his monologue when he like has no transition at all. Uh, also, like he always says, anyone tuning in right now. He does not always say that. You just happen to watch the few things he does say that on. Speaking of which, for video game fans, Go to TeamCoco.com, look up the Halo 4 uh, bit. I don't he, like Halo, and I still enjoy that. Yeah, he, Conan... I'm okay with Halo. Conan O'Brien and Andy Richter are going to be voices of two very minor characters in the upcoming Halo. And by minor, like, background. Yeah, like two guys stacking crates in an air, in a hangar. And they record... They're clerks. <laughs> yeah, and they, they recorded a ton of dialogue for it, and they did this huge thing. They did, like, a 10-minute segment on uh, Conan's show last week, and it was very entertaining. Yeah. If you're a video game fan, you'll appreciate it. You he was interviewing to. some... I forgot the name of the guy, but I remember Kiki Wolfkill. <laughs> yeah, it was Frank O'Connor, who's the one of the main guys involved in the Halo franchise, and a girl named <laughs> Kiki Wolfkill. And yes, that's her real name, <laughs> which is amazing. But yeah, check check it out, teamcoco.com. Um, now back to what I was actually going to say. Project X Zone. Yeah, do you remember this game? This is the one that's like, it's Namco Bandai. Namco Bandai. Yeah, it's, what, it's what basically got us to talk about... Um, Samurai Pizza Cats. That's right. That was a good conversation. Which explains why it wasn't in Tatsunoko versus Capcom because it wasn't popular in Japan and that was released in Japan. Right, right. We don't yeah. need to go over that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Namco, Capcom, and Sega won game together for the 3DS being co developed by Bam Presto. 
details are finally out. Presto should have been on the cover. Yeah, there's four companies involved. I don't understand that. But, and yeah, like Van Presto making it, but not putting anyone they have in it. Do they have anyone? I don't, I don't know. They probably have some little action figure guy. Hmm. Beetleboards? I don't know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's a fighting game. Shocker. It's a, yeah... Well, I mean, yeah. The game, to be clear, this game didn't have a name when we last talked about it. It was just this crossover game, but now it's called Project X Zone, and it's a fighting game that it's interesting because it's three D worlds, two D sprite characters. Like Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah, exactly. With two D, except when they do their special attacks, suddenly a three D like animation pops up over the two D sprite. Well, it's not necessarily three D. It's still like sprite. It's just no, no, no. It, they were rendered. They no, looked they, rendered. No, they, they looked like they. I thought they looked exactly like sprites. Just. Oh, just hand-drawn? Just re- yeah, just really big sprites Maybe. that it were really well like animated. They, it seemed like they might have been rendered. No, they were, well, they, they were sprites. All right, you would know better. You're Mr. Animation. There were but, sprites. Uh, yeah, either way, it's interesting because, it, you know, it's a standard fighting game, but they have some RPG elements, apparently. I don't know much about that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe level up or something. Right. The character selection struck me as interesting. It's each company has three pairs of people. And, you know, they, they cover the big ones. Like, Capcom has Ryu and Ken from Street Fighter... Uh, uh, Mega Man X and Zero from Mega Surprised Man. Surprised they didn't have Mega Man. Dimitri and Dante from Darkstalkers and Devil May Cry. Surprised there wasn't Morgan. She seems to always come out of yeah, every a, single. That might be why they didn't do Yeah, that's it. like their flagship Darkstalker. Yeah, and then Chris and Joe Resident Evil. So those are like, okay, those are big franchises for the most part. Even Darkstalkers, well, not relevant anymore, really. Yeah, it's, it's still a big name yeah, in the game. Yeah, it keeps coming out in every single fighting right. game. So. But then you get some of the weirder ones. So here's Sega. They have two characters from Sakura Wars. I'm not even going to try and say their names. you want to try it? Um, Shinguji Sakura and Ogami Ichiro. Right, yeah, okay, sure. But they're big. Sakura, Sakura, Sakura Wars. Thank you. I only Sakura, heard about it. Yeah, it's a big yeah. franchise in Japan. I don't know oh, much about yeah. it. But, so they have that. They have, two, they have... Pai and Akira from Virtual Fighter. They have Kurt and Rila from... I'm butchering all these from... Mm-hmm. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles. Yeah. That's the PS3 slash PSP game, right? I believe so. And then they have Ulala and Tom... God, why can't I (laughs) Toma. And Toma from Space Channel 5 and Shining Force. So you have some big... So Sega... (laughs) Capcom went... Capcom went the route of we're putting our big guns. Sega went the route of let's put some obscure ones. Makes sense. And then... Why would they want Sonic in there? Here's... That's true. But still... Or the crazy taxi people. Right, right, right. But here's where it gets crazy. Namco Bandai... They went with, they have, uh, you can read the list, I'm good with all these. Well, well, they got Sanger and Sumvold from Super Robot Wars. Never heard of that. Big franchise in Japan. Of course. I think. Um, Jing and Ling from Tekken. Yep. And Cosmos and Telos from... From Xenosaga, which is the RPG that the Xenoblade team made back when they were still part of Namco. Coincidence? I don't know. <laughs> and, and, and then they have the two of the characters from Tales of Vespera. Vesperia. Vesperia. Yeah, Yuri and Estelle. And it's then, the Xbox version for those that... Right, and then Kato, Kato and Black Rose from Dot Hack. So Namco... So both so Sega... Really, and, Dot, Dot Hack's a really obscure... Right, RPG. that's my point. It's like Capcom went with the big guns for this. They're like, oh, we're going to bring our you know best foot forward. It's going to be Project, uh, Project X... Well, Zone I'll, is gonna be so cool, and then the other pretty well known though. I know that's true, but the other two. Well, that's true. They didn't put Phoenix, and it's like right, Phoenix but, exactly. And then the other two were like, we're gonna do our big Japanese. Well, they stayed away from international franchises. Like Virtual Fire is big. Dot Hack is kind of big. Xenosaga is well known. Tekken's obviously big. Yeah, but it's like it wasn't Tales like, of kind of. I mean, they didn't I even put like a Nintendo to... release Tales. It's weird. Characters. I feel like they went with like second tier characters. I'm sure there's on. a reason behind it, but it's just funny to me oh. that Capcom went full force AAA characters. 
mostly. And then second, Namco were like, oh yeah, we have these guys, and kind of like trotted out yeah, randoms. I think Namco should have picked like Tales of Symphonia or Abyss. Right. Or I think Abyss would have probably been their best choice since yeah. it came out on the 3DS. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But, hey, who's this character? It's also on the 3DS? Oh, right, go, marketing opportunity. Yeah, let me go buy this game so I can Perfect know about this marketing character. opportunity. But, but I'm sure there was some logic behind it. Just when I saw the list, I was reading through it, I'm just like, really? This is who you're choosing? <laughs> like, okay, whatever, whatever makes you guys happy. But it still looks like a very interesting game. I bet you because of licensing issues, it's not going to come to America. That's what they said about Tatsunoko. That's true. That's true. If they got Tatsunoko... They did have to Capcom. take out some characters... But then, right. we, but then we got Zero and Frank West. Which I think is better in a way. Yeah. yeah. The only character that speak in English. Yeah. Because you don't even get the option to change it. Right, right. But it's it just... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if it comes to America. Uh, the trailer looked good. It, it, looks looks really, it looks nice in motion. Yeah. Although, you pointed out when we were watching it, it looks kind of like a Game Boy Advance game. If you ignore the 3D background yeah, it's, and it's just look like, at the sprite work, it's very simple. Yeah, it's... I don't know. It looks simplistically... It has a... I don't know. It just looks simple. But I'm sure it has a lot of depth. It's yeah, I'm sure the 3D is going to look really cool. No, I meant like... No, I'm saying on top of your gameplay depth. I'm saying oh. I, think, I think the 3D will also look very cool. Just because he said depth, I mean, I meant graph. I see where the confusion arose, but yeah. Yeah, but, with yeah. puns, yes. 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 Moving on. Yes. <laughs> Nicholas is bringing another old school style indie game to the Nintendo platform. Oh, are they? Yeah. You're not just reading our notes or anything, are you? No. <laughs> It's called a thousand and one spike. <laughs> you even sounded like you were reading. You're, you're such a great actor because we don't use notes at all. You you just spout that off the top of your head in a very monotonous way. No, actually, yeah, I just felt like reading it. Yeah, yeah no, they uh, for those who don't know, uh, Nicholas or Nicholas or however you say their name, they're the team that brought Cave Story, V V V V V V V V V V V times six V with six. They did that. They, I believe they. I'm not sure about V actually. No, they did. I think they did. I don't think they made V. No, they didn't make it. They brought it to the 3DS. They worked with the. They didn't make Cave Story either. They worked with the original developers. Oh, they're. They worked with the original developers to. Yeah, uh, Nick. Uh, yes, they, they brought. Guy. Yeah, but Nick uh, Nikalis brought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I just checked it in case you were wondering. But um, yeah, they they brought. You know, they're responsible for all those awesome upscaled ports of indie darlings, and they're doing the same thing. <laughs> Hidden gems. Hidden gems, and they're doing the same thing with a new game called One Thousand One Spikes, which is another like super tough. Kind of hardcore. Yeah, actually, that eight. one looks almost exactly like Cave Story, just based on the screenshot. Like, yeah. same kind of texture. Same vibe. Same vibe. Yeah, same character. I don't know. Everything looks the right. same. Just, you look like a safari adventure. Right. But yeah, I don't know much about the game itself, but it's supposed to be really hard. It's got a four-player mode, so that's where it's different from Cave Story, in one very obvious way. And Maybe I'll be... cave and buy it. Yeah. Anyway, it's going to have... <laughs> <laughs> it's going to have... Uh, New graphics, new music, new sounds, new art. And most interestingly, it's going to be on the eShop on the 3DS, and they're hoping to bring it out to the Wii U at launch via its online store. Hmm. There is no confirmation officially of an online store for the Wii U day one. I'm sure they'll do it because Nintendo Nintendo will do it because they know the eShop's successful. But interesting that we have a commitment to it before the thing's even announced. Hmm. That's the only reason I even felt like bringing this up, besides the fact that, you know, they put out good games. But it's just like, that's really interesting to me that they're already announcing online store games. Really cool. And there's no online store to announce them for. Hopefully, yeah. like, they actually just, like, transfer over whatever they currently have on the Wii Shop channel and just copy and paste it all to the new shop. You mean essentially what they did with the DSiWare on the eShop? Basically, yeah, because I would I hate for will. them to want... I would hate for them to release all the virtual console games one by one. They're not going to. 
Actually, what I find interesting... Or are they just going to stop altogether? No, they, they kind of already did stop in a weird way. What I find interesting is... um. Are they going to stick with the eShop branding for the Wii U? Is it going to be eShop on both? That would be the logical thing. I but if that's so. the case, can I browse on the eShop on the Wii U and then hit download this Excuse me, download this 3DS game and then it will download in the background on my 3DS? Because you know how you can do download later on the 3DS where you download something yeah. from the eShop and then you close the 3DS, put it in sleep, and then it will download on its own? I wonder if I could hypothetically click on the Wii U's, browse 3DS, I know I just said this, but browse 3DS on the eShop, Click the game, hit download, and it'll go download on my 3DS in whatever room mm. of the house it's in. And vice versa, can I browse the eShop on my 3DS, go to the Wii U section, pick a game, and then it'll download to the Wii U. I mean, considering they did mention that they were planning on releasing a way for you to do that with your smartphone and That's computers, true. it would make sense for them to do and it with be, their And it'd be a very uh, like Android market, or now what's called Google Play, uh, App Store, Apple App Store approach where it's all one market for multiple devices. And that, I guess that's the next logical step for Nintendo. It would be the next. But logical and step the eShop, yeah, okay, that and the eShop has a very big, uh, has a very positive brand reputation versus like the Wii, you know, the Wii Shop channel or the DSi Shop. Neither of those are like people aren't going. Oh man, there's so much great content on the Wii Shop channel, but you constantly are hearing the eShop has a ton of great games. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, there are good games on like for WiiWare, but no one goes the Wii Shop channels where it's at. Like, like I mean, <laughs> yeah, the eShop, it, it, there's hear... constant praise of it's one hit after another. Yeah. And, like, yeah. So, you can tell me it's like... That's why they called it the eShop and not the 3DS shop channel or something because yeah. they were trying to diff- uh, distance themselves. I mean, I just hearing the word like the Xbox Live Arcade, I could already think of a bunch of good games. Right, right. The... And they have that with the eShop right now. They have that or with solid... the PlayStation Network, even though... Yeah, PSN Store. Yeah. Yeah, right now they have that, that reputation with the eShop as well, so it'd be smart for them to continue that branding. Yeah. But once again... And, and it is just eShop. I mean, it's right. just... Yeah. It's... And it's simple. Yeah. I mean... eShop. And it has that little E with the little lines above it to show it's happy. Yeah, but um, keep my letters happy. Yes, gotta keep those letters happy. And on that note, speaking of good brands and speaking of sales and things, this is a horrible transition. I should just stop. Jason Sales Corner time. Woo. Everyone's favorite segment. Could we, could we get like a, applause or I'll, I'll do? A if segment. you're not getting the cash register, you're not getting an applause. At least not from me. That's Jason applauding. No, that's you. That's you. Yeah, it is me. I'm looking at. Oh, okay, yeah. it is me. It's a slow clap for myself. Jason Sales Corner. It's actually kind of brief this time, so for those of you who don't like random numbers being Whoa, thrown it's in two your face, pages! No, it's like four bullet points. Yeah, I know. Anyway, <laughs> on our imaginary notes that we don't actually have, because we're doing this all off the top of our heads. Um, I would hope we're not doing it off the no, top, we're top of our heads. No, we're not. We, we plan. We have a rubric. We, we plan and prepare. It's I don't not a call it a rubric. A rubric's like a... We're not graded. <laughs> we have an outline, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, so, March... NPD numbers came out, which means we have new sales for... Oh, yeah. We get to see how much we're slaughtering the competition by. We get to see how Kid Icarus and Mario Party 9 did. It's like Those the are the new releases, and especially Kid Icarus, which is like a newer franchise of sorts. I mean, it's an old franchise. It's a reboot. Especially for something like that, it's curious to see how those do. So, we'll, I guess I'll start with system sales. Just hammer those out real quick. Uh, the 3DS sold 225,000 units in March. Is that a lot? Uh, it's good. Right. I mean, in its weakest points, it's selling way under that. And the Wii sold 175,000 units. So it's still selling. It's still selling. It's lower than it's been for sure. Now uh, the NPD people that put out the I'm blanking out her name, but there's a woman in particular, like a spokesperson that put that basically, yeah, those sales like the 3ds, you know, they're selling and the Wii's selling, but overall hardware sales uh, for across the board were down this uh, this month compared to a year ago, and as such, the NPD considers them to be pretty much disappointing. That's a quote. 
However, software was on par with last year, with March of 2011. So while hardware may be going down, sales of games themselves are still, still doing pretty well. For example, Mario Party 9 made the top 10 list. was the only mm. Nintendo-only... Wasn't Resident Evil also on there? Resident Evil wasn't on there, but I'll get to that in a sec. Mario Party 9 uh, sold... 230,000 copies, putting it in the top 10 list oh, of... that's more than the 3DS sold. By 5,000, yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, yes and no. But, um, yeah, so that made the top 10. It's number 6 or 7, I think 7. But, um, what didn't make the top 10 is almost more interesting. Because how the top 10 works is it's the top 10 combined SKUs. A SKU is what each game is on each platform. For example, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 has a SKU for Xbox, a SKU for PlayStation, a SKU for PC, etc. When they do these charts, they combine the SKUs by title. So Modern Warfare 3 was across however many platforms. And those sales are combined, and that's how they get in the top 10. Wow. Or like Mass Effect 3, which was number one so this month. So multi-platform games are most likely always going to be exactly. the top. Or like uh, Mass Effect 3 was number one this month. It was PC, Xbox, PS3. Origin Steam. Yeah. So you, all that... I don't know if Origin Steam count, actually. Hmm. I don't know if those are tracked by MBD. I don't think they are. I don't think digital downloads are tracked yet. Really? Huh. Not yet. They should be, really. But It seems like the easiest ones to track them. Yeah, they are, but the companies aren't giving up the info, I don't think. Uh, but, so Mass Effect's number one. Why wouldn't Origin give it up? Well, whatever. I don't know. Mass Effect's number one, uh, but that's across multiple things. If you look at just individual SKUs, so like, for example, Mass Effect 3 on PS3... As an independent thing, if you just look at those SKUs, Kid Icarus actually made the top 10. It didn't make the top 10 of combined SKUs, but it made the top 10 of individual, and it actually sold a pretty pretty good 135,000 units. That's over a very brief part of the report period because it came out at the end of the month. And it's essentially a reboot of a franchise that hasn't been around for 20 years. So I can, I think that's pretty impressive. Mm, and it's one of those games that's, that's good. That, it's one of these games that's gonna have word of mouth. I feel like. I mean, Nintendo's doing all those. We talked about this on the last episode. All those um, Kid Icarus tournaments and events where they give out AR cards. That's gonna help build buzz. And they're doing constant demo events. I mean, there's. I know this weekend, GameStop and Best Buys around the country were holding them. That's true. I mean, it's the whole reason why we see a lot of sequels and reboots. What? <laughs> no, that's like, like the name recognition. Oh, right, 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 right. Sorry, I yeah, I didn't follow that. But yeah, so <laughs> it, it is it pretty is. impressive. For a reboot, and yeah, it is part and partly because of that name recon- recognition since he wasn't Brawl, and it's just a pretty good game if you look past the controls. Um, way past, I'm way past. It's not, like it's if the control, like if you didn't have to control the game. No, <laughs> anyway. Um, then you'd have um, I've, um, that one game. What's it called? The Arrester. You barely control it. Oh yeah, it's kind of like it, it's more like a movie than a game. It's more like a a tour, like a museum. Right, or right. But uh. Yeah, so Kid Icarus actually did pretty well. And Mario Kart... Oh, and you are mentioning Resident Evil. Resident Evil Revelations also didn't make the top 10, but it sold over 100,000 units, uh, if I remember correctly, during March. 8 was out for over a month at that point, so it might actually be what Nintendo likes to call an evergreen title, where it's going to keep selling for a while. And other games that have proven that theory to work, Mario Kart 7 sold an additional 118,000 units, and Mario 3D Land sold an additional 100,000 units. That puts both of them still, you know, pretty well placed on the 3DS chart, and Mario in particular is closing in on two, uh, 2 million units in the US alone. Yeah. That's Mario Land 3D, I don't know if I specified. I think I just said Mario, and they're both Mario. But yeah, so sales are, you know, they're there. Uh, they're, things are chugging along, Just Dance is still chugging along. They've sold 15 million units on the Wii only. I think that's more than chugging along. Yeah, I think that's like crazy impressive. 
But um, yeah, so I mean, like, sales yet, cars, we don't have a copy. Why is that? Because I don't like dancing oh, games no, or dancing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, why would <laughs> you have it? Hmm? Um, because I don't like anything about that. You don't like physical movement, I know. <laughs> but yeah, so that that's it for Jason Sales Corner. Like I said, it, it was pretty brief. So I'll go ahead and give myself a second slow clap for my job well done. I'll give you one clap. Oh, that that's so gratifying. Anyway. Uh, so that's it for today's sales corner. That's almost it for news. We just have two kind of random. One's interesting, one's bizarre. Both are kind of cool. Uh, I guess we'll start with the interesting and work our way to the save the best for last, save the bizarre for last. All right, yeah. Uh, I, so I, the interesting. I, I save the best for last, yeah. So the interesting one is the Louvre, Paris's ginormous art museum, is officially using the 3DS as its guided tour thing. You know how some museums you go and they give you like an audio, like they give you like a little audio player. An audio player makes more sense though. Yeah, but you put on the headphones and you can like you look at the R and it's some experts, t- some experts talking and saying whatever they're saying. Well, now Nintendo developed a special app with the Louvre, and you wear the 3DS around your neck, like those what? audio. But yeah, have you seen? Did you see the promo video? You wear no. the 3DS around your neck like those audio players they give you at museums. And it just dangles there, and you have headphones on. And it'll guide you around, and you can look at the various art, and it'll give you expert opinions, and you have menus you can browse. It's like, compare this to another piece of art. Do this, do that, do the next thing. And you can also, and here's where 3DS comes into play, there's maps of all the exhibits that you view on the top screen. There's 3D renders of every piece of art. So even though it's right in front of you, if you want to look at a digital one, it's right there on the screen. There's They went all out. Yeah, they went all out. So, and it's, you know, it's most of these things that most museums are free, and I believe Louvre's is as well. But it's kind of cool... The only reason I bring it up is it's kind of cool to see Nintendo branch out and do something like this. And it's equally cool that the Louvre is actually embracing yeah, something of this random. nature. Especially because it's a very, like, you know, big, fancy art museum. So yeah. for them to do this. And the and the software itself looks pretty good. If you watch the promo video, it's like... No, I've it's, seen it's, images. Yeah, it's nothing special, but it, it did a nice job. It's pretty yeah. well polished, and yeah. So that was the, that was the interesting one. That's kind of cool. Yeah, but the best one. The best one is the bizarre one. Yeah, it, it's crazy that... um. Oh. Nintendo did a viral video, and it was actually funny. Oh, wait, that, that was the best one? Yeah, what did you think I was talking about? Oh, the fact that um, Issa Trini is actually getting a screening in the U.S. Where did that come from? Uh, you, you're looking... Okay, whatever. Well, you share yours. Or, no, I'll share... I'll go first with the viral video. Yeah, because okay? this one is more interesting. Fine, we'll share... No, it's not. All right, then let me just say this one first, then. <laughs> I was just <laughs> kidding, but... Okay. Uh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Well, <laughs> like anyway... I hold about who's going to talk first. <laughs> All right, well, basically... As we mentioned before, there was an Ace Attorney movie in the works. It already came out. It's done. Reviews are in, but... How is it? Um, Good, bad, in between? It had to sacrifice a lot because it was a movie based on a 40-hour game, so... In between. Yeah, it's in between. Good for what it was, not good. Uh, Apparently, it gets better on multiple views. I see. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, they did mention, um... They were planning on localizing it everywhere or releasing it everywhere. But they don't States. really plan to dub it. And so far, we're, only, we're getting one screening at some anime convention. I think it's just called AM2 or something. Here in LA? Yeah, in LA. Not Anime Expo, to make it clear. But it's only getting sub. And according to some people that were able to watch that version of the sub, mm-hmm. or a version of it, it already has like spelling errors and some translation mistakes. Well, they'll probably fix it if it's not out yet. No, yeah, but even then, like, Oh, that's just well. That's cool for you as a big for. That's cool for any Ace Attorney fan that they're actually, even if it is a not great translation, the fact that they're going through the effort to do anything and not just leave. Yeah, I mean, I would kind of like to watch it before I decide to get the DVD or not. Right, right. Well, go to the expo. Yep. Well, I just have to 
I have to find out everything about that. Yep. Helen, what were you saying about this My awesome, video? Okay. Hey, hey, I know you're not a fan of community much, but okay. Raise your hand while you're sitting alone listening to this if you like community on NBC. I'm going to pretend everyone listening just raised their hand because if you didn't, you, you should check it out. It's a very good show. Point B. It's not. It is. It's not. It is. It is. There. Wow, I can't believe that worked. Uh, point being, Joel McHale, who plays uh, one of the main characters on the show, he's also the host of The Soup, he did, and he's just an all-around funny guy, he did a uh, viral video of sorts for Nintendo to promote the 3DS. It's this three-minute-long video on YouTube where basically he's in a meeting telling Nintendo how to not go about doing a viral video. And, of course, through the, through the course of the video, they make a viral video. It's pretty funny. It's very un-Nintendo. I mean, they have girls in bikinis and, like, kind of... People Jokes getting, that you wouldn't expect Nintendo to make. People getting slapped. People getting slapped. People getting kicked in, in the balls. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's very un-Nintendo, but it's actually pretty well done. It kind of reminds, It's the same tone as, like, the uh, Kevin Butler Sony commercial, like, the PlayStation commercials with the VP of whatever he's the VP of, Kevin Butler. It's sort of in that, like, vein of humor, but it's it's definitely entertaining. It's very un-Nintendo, and I hope they continue doing that. And if you haven't checked it out, we provide a link in the corresponding blog post for today's episode. Just go to randomtown.com. Episode 12, Exploring Xenoblade, and there will be a link under the uh, section with all the links, labeled news. So, yeah, I just wanted to mention that, because as a big Community fan, it was cool to see my worlds collide and see Joel McHale from Community suddenly be in a Nintendo thing. Yeah, and as a non-Community fan, I was entertained for a couple minutes. So there you go. Nintendo did a good job. And also, check out Community. Seriously. Or don't. Do it. You, you... one of the characters wears video game shirts. I mean, there's something in there for everyone. <laughs> Doesn't mean you play them. He probably does. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, man. And the other, and one of the other guys, Donald Glover, who also raps under Childish Gam- under the name Childish Gambino, he references video games in all his music all the time. Not all his music, but a lot of it. So make it remain. So point being, it's a very video game friendly show. Not that that. Not like you have to only like things that have video games in them. I'm just saying, for someone who's never seen it but is obviously interested in Nintendo, you might appreciate some of the things in that. Whatever. I'm done descending this. And that was our news, basically. Yeah, that's what's up with Nintendo. It's been a busy two weeks for Nintendo, but of course, in addition to news, there's also gaming going on. You, sir, have been playing Xenoblade, correct? And a bunch of other games. Let's go with Xenoblade uh, first. Right. I mean, it's in our banner. The banner that could have been folders with pictures of folders is Xenoblade. I know, Xenoblade. it's such a missed opportunity. I know, God. I know. Well, hey, hey, Xenoblade has really nice art, though. Those banners look pretty spiffy. And, I, oh, yeah. and I'm saying that because I, I didn't create them. I just pieced them together based on official art. So We'll get into Xenoblade, which is uh, the game we've all been waiting for. Yeah, time. Operation Rainfall. Year and make, been out in Europe for a year already, right? Yeah. So yeah. how is it? Well, right off the bat, I guess just for anyone that's curious, is it better than Rhythm Heaven Wii? No, I don't think anyone's comparing them. Well, who, who goes, okay, there's this traditional Japanese RPG that's like 50 hours long, no, like 80 hours long, has these really impressive graphics, this rich, huge world. Is it as good as what looks like a flash animation in a two-minute minigame based on music with about 50 of those minigames combined? Hmm. Hmm, I don't was, think anyone's making that comparison. Yeah, but that's like... They're both, they could both be good games in their own When way, you put it that way... I would hope that Xenoblade is better than right, the other That's my point. One's definitely... But it isn't. Oh. I see. But you can't compare them. That's my point. But that's because I'm biased about it because... Yeah, so why are you even saying... Oh, whatever. Yeah. It's a fact. <laughs> it's a fact? Okay. So... Now anyway. That we know, okay, now that we know that Rhythm Heaven Wii Fever is the best thing that has ever happened to any video game player who's touched a console, how's Xenoblade? Once we got that fact out of the way. 
And Xenoblade. yes, Rhythm Heaven is fun. I'm just giving you a hard time. Xenoblade is... I don't know. It's a fun RPG. I would compare it a lot in the same... I would compare it a lot to um, Tales of Abyss. Uh-huh. In the same sense, like... I, I can't really recommend it to anybody. Like, it's only to those people that like... Basically, if you're into RPG. JRPGs... Yeah, it, it's... It's, it's the battle system's kind it's of It's very traditional. Tales, right? Yeah, it's like a mix between... Um, I haven't played many Final Fantasies, but I keep hearing that it's almost more like this specific Final Fantasy one. But it's it's a real time um, real time battle system. Yeah, real time battle system, kind of. You control the character in real time, right? Like you move him around, right? But he attacks automatically in intervals, and so does the enemy. So it that's not like really real time. It's wait, wait, wait. Weird. So you move him, but his attacks are held. He does his own attacks. Yeah, like so he basically you he kind of flow the sword around while you're running around. So ju- just to make sure I got this, so you guide him up to wherever he's going to do his thing, and then he does his thing by himself. Well, you no. just walk him up to it. Well, you walk him up to it, but you can still control him the whole time. He'll, like, attack as you're running around with him. I see. So you could run behind the enemy, you could run... That, that's right, it's, like, real time in that sense. You could okay, okay. semi-dodge attacks. But it's not like Tales of Symphonia, for example, or a Pry Abyss as well, where you actually hit an attack button. You can oh. determine his attacks, see, that's the but thing you'll though, actually like... press... A to whack the sword into the guy or whatever. See, I guess, like, you don't do that in that sense. Like, okay. you can't do any calls, like, oh, it's, like, AA to attack. Right, right. Like, you have special... I, I guess I like to compare it to, I guess, Pokemon in that sense. You have a bunch of just, like, special abilities on the bottom screen. Bottom screen, what am I thinking? Bottom of the then screen. I'm, I'm thinking Tales of Abyss again. Yeah. Yeah, you have, a, on the bottom half of the screen, you have uh-huh. a bunch of abilities that... How you, so, as you're running around, do you, like, use the D-pad or something and then pick your... Well, that's the thing. If you're playing with the Classic Controller Pro, you could play with the Wiimote and Nunchuck You could combo. still use the D-pad for the Wiimote and Nunchuck. The stick would... Wouldn't the stick be moving Actually, that would actually work a little be better because, um... Right. When I use the Classic Controller Pro to play, mm-hmm. and since the D-pad is on the same side as the analog that you use to move the character... You can only use do one it, or the other. Yeah, so your character kind of stops running when you're picking the right, special. I right. mean, it's not that big of a deal, but... No, it's an interesting comment. It's new and fresh, which makes it interesting right now. How... Did they translate... I know the, the European translation, obviously everyone's British, because it's a British translation. Oh, did they, hello! They, is that how they talk in this one? Yeah, it's pretty so you So you're walking around the world, and you're like, Hello, come not to each other all the time. <laughs> Maybe not that... They're not cockney, I mean, no. They, no, they have a heavy accent, but they don't say the. They don't use the traditional. Ah, like, oh, they go, Hello, governor, let's have some tea and crumpets. <laughs> they don't do that. That's no. a horrible British accent. I apologize to the British people. No, they, I they, apologize to the whole they United don't spe- they, they don't speak in that vernacular, no. Ah, oh, that's too bad. They still speak, yeah, like. So, 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 I mean, I know you're still pretty early in the game because it's like an 80 hour game or something. So. Actually, I took. So far, where you. Would well, you I guess I, you'd leave it only for people that are interested in the genre. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I mean, for what it is, is it really good? Like for what it is, to it's, its, com- it's to its compatriots. I would, for what it is, for those that like RPGs or those kind of games, I would highly recommend it. It's the battle system is different, mm-hmm. so it's something that it'll feel it's familiar enough to like for it to be interesting, but right. it's different enough that. I don't know, I guess, like, it's a completely new experience. I mean, it's better right. than and it's like super jumping good for... head first into something. Right. right. And what's also so great about it is, um, I guess, just to touch more on the visuals, it's something, like, we've never really seen on the Wii before. Like, we've had Galaxy where you have, like, these 
big worlds, but they're all like little tiny condensed things and really yeah. big spaces. Yeah. Metroid Prime looked amazing, but it was also it was, all corridors. Yeah, and corridors and like pathways. we never had something that had like this sweeping big worlds. open like where it was all even even Twilight like, even Zelda like Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword both of those they were worlds that were open but they were like segmented off. Yeah. This like, one from like what I can one, see from the trailer, it looks like it's one continuous. Yeah, I mean like, like world. eventually you do have like some places where you would load in to go to the next of place, but I mean. Can't you like stand at the loads? top of a mountain and see like the entire yeah, world? Yeah, that's like the stuff. areas that you load are really big and yeah. I don't know, just like having that camera when you're running that's like an analog. Right. Oh, no, like to swing it around. Yeah, like sometimes like I would just like swing it around just to like that's swing cool. it really low just so I could look up at the sky yeah. or go down and. Well, the developers at Monolith, looks, the, 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 nice. the developers at Monolith who uh, did Xenosaga as we mentioned earlier in the pod in today's episode, uh, they're good with graphics. They always have been. Yeah, you could you could tell they it's really pushing like. Pushing the Wii. Yeah, like, at, at, this, at, this life, at this point in the Wii's lifetime... It's hard to be yeah. impressed with graphics. But no, yeah, no, 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 no. I was going to say, like, I'm surprised there was still some... We still haven't seen something like that. That's it. what I was saying. It's hard to be impressed with graphics oh, yeah, on the yeah. system, yet you were. Yeah, but the double sword of that is, um, at this point in the Wii's lifetime, we've been... Used to HD. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean, I don't have a PC, but my brother has one, so I'm still exposed to, like, all these really great-looking games. Yeah, just from the trailers of Xenoblade, I feel like, just watching, I'm like, this was a awesome on the Wii. Yeah. They should have like made a Wii U I mean, so like from on. afar everything looks good but when you zoom in everything looks... Textures are pretty... Are the yeah. textures like super blurry? Not only are they blurry it looks really like... I don't want to say in 64-ish but um... Early GameCube. Yeah, just because like... Like, like if there's a necklace on a character it's like textured onto his skin. It's... Right. I mean like they have some articles of them that are actually like free-flowing but like a lot of like Things that you would consider would be rendered separately or, or like a piece of yeah, they're just textures. It's oh, that's too bad. I mean, they, I mean, but, but considering what everything else they did, I mean, you can understand sense. it. Yeah, totally. but it, but it also makes you wonder, like, damn, the like, the Wii should have had HD. Like, yeah, well, good thing the Wii is out this year. Yeah, I'll solve mean, that. Almost kind of wish they had waited a little just for this game because this game right. would have benefited a, a lot, lot more. Yeah. Same with the last story. When but, that comes but in a way, like, if you see a lot of comments on like reviews and stuff, you are getting a lot of. I mean, for better or worse mostly worse that a lot of like PS3 and 360 fans they really want this game they really want to play this game and hate that it's on the Wii right because like oh it's getting wasted on the Wii but a lot of them don't realize that it was made by a, in like a company that it's Nintendo a second bought. party yeah yeah so like second party. So they're never gonna second get it second party meaning it's an independent company but Nintendo wholly owns yeah, unless you count that um, them. there's someone on the internet I don't there are a lot of people on the internet <laughs> <laughs> well, don't let me let me finish the sentence first. nope can't let you do okay. that <laughs> there is a person working on an HD upgrade of this game oh I saw that yes yeah, and, I think it's a team of people yeah and so, and so far the, the upgrade is looking really good they did change a lot of the the character art because mm -hmm. like um, your health bar has like a little it's a sketch of the character and when they're mm -hmm. battling he has like his mouth open like angry but they changed all that and I don't know it looks really good um, but I'm looking for like what is that going to be played on? I didn't really uh, look the dolphin emulator for PCs that runs Wii and, H and GameCube games in HD. It's totally illegal, but it exists. Well, shows the kind of dedication. I mean, this yeah. game is something I would love to see in HD, and I'm not surprised someone is doing this. So yeah, good it means you're not alone. But so gameplay good, graphics good, HD missing bad. Yeah, I mean bad, it's, missing it's, HD bad. Yeah, but it's all. But it, I also wouldn't really even consider that a bad. Thing. I mean, we got it's the Wii. If right, we should be. You knew happy that, that we got it that, on the yeah. Wii at all. And it is really great that Nintendo brought it to America. And yeah. I mean, personally, I'm not big on RPGs like that. So that's the reason I haven't gotten it. But I mean, I've been hearing great things. I've, I've had second thoughts about picking it up. So yeah, it's, it sounds like it's just amazing. I mean, I guess also, like, even though I wouldn't highly recommend it to people that don't play these kind of JRPGs. As in me. 
I would recommend it to people interested in playing like age JRPG for the first time or something because right. it's very accessible. Like they, the way they introduce everything is so like, re- like they take really small baby steps. Like uh-huh. every time a new game mechanic is introduced, they stop everything. They show you how to do it. Oh, that's handy. And like, there's no way you could like get lost. Like, and while they're teaching it to you, they show you all the potential. Like it gets. It, it kind of felt overwhelming, like, not in the information they were teaching you, but in the possibilities with them. Right. Because right. they were saying, like, oh, there's a system where if you talk to this person, you could talk to every single, like, villager in the city. Mm-hmm. And as you're doing that, it tra- it maps their relation to every other character in the game. Right. So, at the end, you can have, like, this super crazy... And that affects your relationships with them, whether they'll trade with you. Then you have this thing where you could recreate, repopulate a colony that's totally optional. Right, so, these are all, like... Huge side quest. Yeah, so it turns the 40-hour game to like 8 over 80 hours. That's insane. That's like, impressive. And that's all only for $50. Oh, exactly. You're getting bang for your buck. It's it's. Ridiculous. You're getting two hours for every... No, you're getting like buck fifty for every hour and a half. Every uh, hour. So I mean like my final verdict, get Rhythm Heaven Fever, and I would recommend this game. You're obsessed with Rhythm Heaven. Anyway. Not enough. No, too much actually. No, there is no too much with Rhythm Heaven. It is a really fun game. I mean, thanks to Nintendo, <coughs> I actually have Excuse me. a reason to replay all of Rhythm Heaven again since I have a new Wii and I have to get that memory on. Oh yeah, because you uh, you won the Wii in the Mario Party party. Thank you, thing. Mario. And Luigi. And Luigi. And Nintendo's PR firm. And Nintendo's PR. Firm. <laughs> Sorry, I'm scolding. <laughs> and, and who did you forget, Jose? No, um, Jason. No, I what? Oh <laughs> yeah, I wrote the tweet. I wasn't even thinking that. I was just making fun of how I was listing off things. But anyway, Quetzal's Corridors. I also picked that up. And I have been playing it as well. And it's for the 3DS. It's a download from the eShop. Six bucks, right? I think it's yep. six. It's pretty fun. It reminds me some of it. There's two different types of gameplay. The core concept, my if I take the lead on this one. Of course. Core concept. <laughs> wait, wait, of course you do mind? <laughs> um, Fine. Be no, that. I don't yeah, okay. mind. Uh, there's two. The, the core, from what I've seen so far, there the core concept is it's Aztec-themed. Yeah, and I if you didn't get from the name Quetzal's Corridor, you how would you get that from the name? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> it sounds sounds Aztec. Yeah. Anyway, um, the goal of it is kind of like through space for WiiWare for anyone who's played that or um, Hole in the Wall, or Hole in the Wall, the game show, or I believe Tetris Axis has a similar mode within it. But basically, what you're doing is you're lining up a Tetris style zigzag piece, like L thing, to there are different shapes throughout the game. Right. Yeah. But you're usually, I feel yeah. like it's the Tetris L zigzag. You're you're lining them up to fill holes in walls as you fly towards them, which is great use of the 3D. And there's also some parts of the game where you're going up a tower and you're quickly trying to rotate the piece to fit each of these holes as quickly as possible. And that's the, and you keep climbing the tower. So that's the main, you know, each hole is one step on the tower. So that's the main, uh, I keep interrupting myself. I did it again. That, anyway, that's the main premise of the game, is you're manipulating this one piece that's flowing through the air to make it fit into these different holes. But they do it in very clever ways, and you can, you you move the piece around the screen with the stick, uh, you rotate it using the face buttons, and you can boost it forward if you line it up correctly, you can boost it through the hole using L, and they, I'm making it sound not that exciting, but it's actually no, really it's, cool. No, it's, it's really, I mean, like, they, for a simple concept, they managed to create a lot of different yeah, game the, modes. Yeah, the, the whole Aztec theme works really well. It has like four different... Oh, the story mode. Yeah, what's the name of the bad guy? Corruptal. Right, Corruptal. Nintendo's... I think they officially are like, you know what? It's a download game. Who cares how creative <laughs> it is? Let's just call the corrupt guy Corruptal. 
But, uh, yeah, no, it is really fun. It's it's great because it's, like, super pick-up-and-play. You can pick it up, play through a few levels real quick. Uh, it's it's kind of action-y, so it's a little different than, like, Pushmo or but one the, of those style But it's nice games. that it's a nice puzzle, like... It's, it's, it's nice still to have another game. puzzle game. Right, it's like... a puzzle game, but it's different enough from all the other ones that have been released that it actually feels like a totally different type yeah, of game. Yeah, like, it's one of the... I think it's the first 3DS eShop game. Yeah, 3DS exclusive eShop game that has an endless mode, I think. Right, it does have an endless mode. And, um... That's kind of something I wanted. It's like a high score Right, just one where you attack. can sit there and just play however much you want to play. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's really fun. It, uh... I'm really not good... It's hard to describe in a way that makes it sound appealing. Because when I first heard about it, I was like, okay, it's through space Yeah, like, this week. is not shaping it's up to be yeah. Stop game. with the puns. Says the guy that helps write the puns on every episode title. Uh, no, it's... You can keep the puns going on. Okay, it's, um... Yeah, it sounds like a really basic concept. It sounds a lot like Through Space or Hole in the Wall or one of those sort of things. But it's like way it's really more fun. than that. It's really fun. It's it has, a, it has it's worth the seven. It has, yeah, it has a it, the Aztec theme really gives it some personality. Yeah, and you have like this little Navi character that like is always like guiding you through the thing, right, and yeah. teaching you how to play. And, and there's also and and the 3D works really well because you're flying the block into the screen, so it really does look like the hole at the end of the tunnel or whatever oh don't forget the multiplayer right i'll get to that in a sec it, uh the whole at the end of the tunnel really does look like it's set back in the screen so the multiplayer and and single player is like a whole story isn't it with like oh, yeah, it's, yeah it's like a whole story with like a thousand was it a thousand puzzles total i think it's a it's thousand total. what's funny though is that you can actually burn through the whole campaign mm-hmm. without ever really trying what do you mean because i think i haven't gotten super far in the campaign yet oh well basically um the whole point is, like, each level you're supposed to collect as many hearts as you can. Yeah. And you're supposed to, like, try to make right. all yeah, the Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get the... What they want you to do, probably should mention this, is as you're approaching the hole in the wall with your piece, you can spin it to match... The yeah. hole's usually bigger than the piece. So there's yeah. different ways you can spin it. You can spin it in certain ways that'll get the most hearts, and you'll get a little bading sound, and you get a combo score and that sort of thing, and then you move to the next. But you can also do it where you just get through the hole. And then you don't get the combo, you don't get the hearts. Yeah, basically, you could just... So, like, is that what you mean? Like, you just go through the holes without getting the hearts? Yeah, you could just, just, like, simplify yourself to this, like... To do, like, a slow... perfect line and then just move around Yeah, the and just fast forward and go through all the holes and... Right, okay, you, and see, I didn't know that's all what... the levels. You yeah, do... yeah, I didn't know that's what you were getting at. Yeah, there, yeah. there is... There's one way... You and that's why I beat for... the level just to beat it. Right. And then go back and... Right, you could play for the hearts or you could play just to beat it, but... If yeah. you play, if you play for the hearts, it's definitely there's more to there's more meat to it. Yeah, that's for sure. And the multiplayer is kind of cool. It has typical, um, you know, you each have your own DS and you do download or yeah, you basically race for the high score through the corridors. Right, right. But there's also a single player mode, which is the well, single, ta- player, single or sorry, single single, <laughs> single so, yeah single 3DS two player mode. That it's the tower where you work your way up the tower and one person's flipping the their side of the block you each have a screen on the 3ds one person's flipping their blocks using the d-pad right and the other one is flipping right. it using the face buttons they're basically racing up the tower so it's kind of cool that they figured out they implemented a way that you can uh have both people playing on one it console. kind of reminds me of uh, mario party 7's eight player mode right yeah where you're like all huddled around the same four controllers yeah yeah, yeah but it, it it's a fun game it's definitely worth the seven bucks it uh it's, it really, I, we were saying, I was saying this earlier about, like, the strong brand of the eShop, but this really just helps solidify the fact that pretty much every game that's, like, coming on the eShop as an eShop exclusive opposed to, like, a DSiWare game 
is really good. Like, they're putting the effort. I know. Even games that and they're worth I didn't the... think they were going to be that good actually right. ended up being good. Like, Sakura Samurai, which we have to talk about eventually. And Yeah, we'll get to that during a slow week, I'm sure. Or, like, even they put out a demo for Pyramids. They put out a demo for Pyramids and even Pyramids 3D. It's kind of, it's based in a nutshell, it's an iPhone style, it's, like more, it's a mobile style game, kind of like Angry Birds, you have individual little level, kind of like Angry Birds in structure, non-gameplay, you have individual little levels, you try and three star level by collecting all the items in this level, you can, you navigate through these, they're send pyramids, you navigate through the levels as this little dude with a pickaxe, I guess, that can break blocks and move, and create blocks. Break, break and create blocks so he can move around the level to get all the items before going through the door, the more items you get, the higher your score. They put out a demo of it on the eShop this past week, and even that, which is kind of a low-key, it's a low-key title, it's been on the eShop since summer, when, basically since the eShop launched, a few weeks later, I think, that too, it's still a pretty good game, like, it's a, definitely, it'd be like an upper-tier mobile phone game, that's for sure. Like, they really, they're really hitting them out of the park. Right? Yeah, there's another. also, there's another one that... There's Let's Golf 3D, which is supposed to be good. I haven't tried yeah, that, but that's like supposed to be Super Zombie Slayer music. It's like a music game. Right, from UFO Interactive, yeah. Uh, Super the... Zombie Deox, Detox, Yeah, D- I mean, that, that one looks fun. Yeah, and that, I mean, they're it all... It actually like... looks a lot like um, Theater Rhythm. Yeah, it's kind of similar. But for some reason, I might end up just picking up Theater Rhythm. I would Rhythm. go with Theater Rhythm. It's got, it's, it's, first I mean, of all, it has tons of fans here. It's a fun fantasy. For all two songs that I know. Right, but no, but rhythm. the game looks cool. I know, it's still, it's still a music game, so I might still yeah. pick it up. Just yeah, and that comes out in July. Square Enix recently announced. But, um... Oh, also, actually, within, July within a few weeks of Kingdom Hearts 3D, Dream Drop, Dream Drop Distance and Theater Rhythm come out the same month. Oh, I'll go you with Theater Rhythm. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. You've never been big on Kingdom Hearts, I know. I've never jumped in, and I don't know right. when to and if I should, so... Yeah, but yeah, uh, py- one thing about Pyramids I forgot to mention is the 3D. Here's what's funny. The game, it's like 2D sprites with a 3D backdrop, yet the menu, the title screen that says Pyramids on it, is probably, what I saw, I was like, whoa, I'm not, this 3D is like abnormally good. Like it really, it looks like the logo is sitting on the ground about halfway back in this giant room. I haven't seen like, and it's like have a wow moment. It's weird because I played 3D, I played 3DS for over a year now and I, you know, I'm still impressed by the 3D of like Mar- Mario 3D Land or Mario Kart 7 to some extent. Or Kid Icarus has some cool draw distance in 3D. But something about how they placed that logo like on the floor of that room was like a 3D that I haven't seen in a while, and it actually caught me off guard with how cool it looked. So if nothing else, download the Pyramids demo just to see that title screen, because it, I mean, it was definitely... It's free, you got nothing to lose except space. Yeah, but then you can delete it after you go, whoa, at the title screen. It's but like, it's definitely like a bigger 3D drop into the screen than most. It, it, it kind of blew my mind for a minute. But, yeah, it's not, I, I, back to my original point, it's nice to see the eShop. Even the lesser games, they're still helping. It's... It's basically on a roll, and I hope it continues to be on a roll up through and beyond. Can we just see what else they come up with? I know they have nothing on the there's uh, nothing announced at the moment. I mean, at worst, it, I mean, there's Pokemon was a game. There's po- Pokemon AR Searcher. There's Pokedex Pro, uh, and I mean, even if they're overpriced, they still look interesting and good. So yeah, and I don't even know if that well, Pokedex is overpriced, but that's the thing is the amount of content that like Pushmill comes with or that Ketzel's Corridors comes with. I know, but and, and, and Ketzel's only over twenty six hours or seven, and it's right. Yeah, it's. You're really getting a lot of money. Like, no wonder Nintendo's always like, oh, we don't like $1 games because they're selling $6 games that are like seven times bigger. Yeah. So, so yeah. And on that note, uh, that I guess that pretty much concludes a pretty jam-packed episode of the Ram Nintendo podcast. Uh, Nintendo Direct really brought out a lot of news, right? At the, oh. it, seemed like, like, it seemed like a pretty manageable couple weeks. And then literally this weekend, 
right at the start of the weekend, Nintendo's like, hey, by, by the way, guys, we got a new Mario, we got a new Kirby, we got this, we got that, we got folders. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so awesome. So, the, 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 the takeaway message of episode 12, is to get rid of Heaven Blade. What? To get rid of Heaven <laughs> get rid of Heaven Fever. No, I was going to say, the takeaway message is, folders are here by next week. They're going to be glorious. And they, if you don't have a 3DS, go buy one just so you can put something in a folder. That's essentially, that's my takeaway message of today's podcast. So, what uh, what do you think of folders? Do you love folders as much as we do? Or more importantly, what do you think of Xenoblade? What do you think of any of this news? We I want, thought you were asking me. No, I was asking, <laughs> I was asking the listener. We want to hear what you have to say, not just about our podcast, although we love the feedback as well, but about any of the topics we discuss. Let's get a conversation going. So feel free to head over to Ramtown.com, episode 12, Xeno, uh, Exploring Xenoblade. Go in the comment section. You don't need to register or anything. Leave us a comment. Uh, or, as always, you can hit us up on Twitter with anything you might think. I'm at JSR7. And I'm um, at Wero. W-E-I-R-O underscore O. I could probably stop spelling it after 12 episodes, but whatever. Yeah, that pretty much concludes. On that I, I could try spelling it every once in a while, but you seem to take the charge of it. Yeah, I don't know why I do. But that pretty much concludes this episode of Ramtown Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we will see you in two weeks with more games and news. Lates. Did you say lates? <laughs> <laughs>